0: نحمد الله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من الله فلا مضل ومن فلا واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا وَأَشْهَدُ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا عَبْدُهُ وَرَسُولُهُ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ أما بعد We continue with the explanation of the 40 hadith by Imam al-Nawawi rahimahullah ta'ala and in the last class we arrive to a hadith as-sadis عن ابي عبد الله النعمان بن بشير رضي الله عنهما قال سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول ان الحلال بين وان الحرام بين وبينهما امور مشتبهات لا يعلمهن كثير من الناس فمن اتقى الشبهات فقد استبرئ لدينه وعرضه ومن وقع في الشبهات وقع في الحرام كَالرَّاعِي يرعى حول الحما يوشك أن يرتع فيه ألا وإن لكل ملك حما ألا وإن حما الله محارمه ألا وإن في الجسد مضغ إذا صلحت صلح الجسد كله وإذا فسدت فسد الجسد كله ألا وهي القلب رواه البخاري وَمُسْلِمٌ from the authority of the father of Abdullah al-Nu'man ibn Bashir May Allah be pleased with him and his father He said, I heard the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa Say indeed the lawful, the halal is clear And indeed the pro- that which is prohibited, the haram is clear And between them two matters are matters that are unclear And many of the people do not know them Therefore whoever protects himself from the doubtful matters, then he has freed himself as it relates to his religion and his honor. And whoever has fallen into the doubtful matters, then he has fallen into the haram. Like the shepherd who is grazing his flock near the sanctuary, he will soon enter into that sanctuary. And indeed for every king, there is a sanctuary and indeed the sanctuary of Allah is his prohibitions. Indeed in the body, there is a morsel of flesh. If it is sound, the whole entire body is sound. And if it is corrupt, the whole entire body is corrupt. Indeed it is the heart. We covered, based upon this narration, That matters are divided into three categories Halal Haram And then you have that which is unclear Or rather Halalun bayin Or Haramun bayin. You have the clear halal You have that which is clearly Haram And then you have Al-Mushtabihat The doubtful affairs The doubtful matters and we covered that that which is clearly halal that which is known to be halal like the things that we eat the things that we drink the permissible clothing that we wear and other than that from what Allah has made halal for us to enjoy and then you have those matters that are clearly haram like a shirk billah azzawajal without a doubt Making a partner for Allah, worshipping other than Allah is clearly haram. This is something that a Muslim doesn't have no doubts concerning. This, a person worshipping an idol is haram. Allah Azza wa Jalla ilaha illallah. That's the shahara. We, we, everyone of the Muslims, we say this. This is something that is clearly haram. Stealing is clearly haram. Committing zina is clearly, these are things that are clearly haram. Rukuk al-walidain Disobeying the parents Clearly haram Lying and backbiting Islam These are matters that are clearly haram Then you have Those matters that Are not so clear They're doubtful matters And some of those doubtful matters Are closer to that which is halal Than that which is haram And then you have some of the doubtful matters that are close And resemble that which is haram And then you have that which is between the two In any event we covered the doubtful, the doubtful matters in the deen They are those matters in which you find the scholars differing in And each side is bringing a proof to support their position This may be confusing to someone because here it is you have a group of scholars whose scholarship is known they're saying halal and then over here you have another group of scholars whose scholarship is known and they're saying haram and each one is saying Allah said Allah said the messenger said the messenger said so now the person can be confused behind them or in a matter in which it appears that the evidence is contradicting one another and sometimes you'll have a hadith where it appears that the evidence contradicts, but there is no contradiction. Rather, the person has to look to bring harmony between the two uh, evidences. And uh, this takes knowledge and understanding of the deen. And a lot of times the, the confusion comes as a result of the lack of knowledge in the person's own shortcoming as it relates to his or her understanding of the deen. As for the deen itself, alhamdulillah, the deen is perfect. The deen is perfect, the deen is complete. This is what Allah has chosen for mankind to follow. So whenever there comes a matter of confusion, then one is not to blame the religion, but to blame one's own shortcoming as it relates to his or her understanding. As Allah Azza wa mentions, أَفَلَا يَتَدَبَّرُونَ الْقُرْآنِ وَلَوْ كَانَ غَيْرِ اللَّهِ كَثِيرًا Do they not ponder and reflect over the Qur'an? Had the Qur'an been from other than Allah, you'll find a lot of discrepancies in it. You'll find a lot of contradictions in it. So being that the Qur'an is from Allah, there are no discrepancies and no contradictions in the Book of Allah. And this also will cover the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu for it is revelation from Allah subhanahu wa taala. We covered that it is upon us to stay away from that which is doubtful. As the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he mentioned, "Daa ma yureebuka ila Leave alone which makes you doubt, for that which doesn't make you doubt. If a matter is not clear, yes. don't speak If a matter is not clear, don't act If a matter is not clear, then you stop And seek the information, seek the knowledge And don't put your own personal desires before the deen As Allah Azza wa mentions yes. Ya al Amanu, la tuqaddimu bayna yadayillahi wa rasuli." O oh, you who believe, do not put yourself forward before Allah and His Messenger So if you don't know what Allah has said regarding a matter or what the Messenger said Don't speak, don't put yourself forward, wait until you find out what's correct And this is by way of asking For indeed the cure for ignorance is the question As the Prophet ﷺ mentioned إِنَّ الشِّفَاءَ العيه السُؤَالِ Indeed, the cure for ignorance is the question And Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions فَسَلُوا كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ And ask the people of the revelation The people of knowledge when you do not know So the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned فَمَنِ So whoever protects himself from the doubtful matters Ay Ja'ala جَعَلَ بَيْنَهُ وَبَيْنَهَا meaning he puts a protect a protection a shield between him and the doubtful matters and there is a wording in ibn hibban that states ij'alū al-haram min al place between yourself and that which is haram a covering or a screen from that which is halal Place between yourself and the haram A covering or screen From that which is halal. Some of the ulama they say What's intended here bil mushtabihat al What's intended by the doubtful matters are those matters which are disliked in the religion? However, that which is correct is this sutra is for the one that does not know the truth of the matter. He does not know the evidence of the matter, and the matter is not clear uh, to him. As for the one (coughs) when matters are not clear to many And he holds a position to be correct from the positions of the ulama, Then this individual is considered to be one who knows He's not to be considered one who has doubt So he follows that which is apparent to be the strongest of the positions And there's no blame upon him in that Rather it's the one who the matter is not clear Or there is no issue that's stronger to him He's the one to withhold and refrain until the matter becomes clear to him Sometimes when the scholars differ And the scholars on each side are equal in their status Both are strong scholars Both are specialists in the field So now it's not clear Sometimes when the scholars differ You may pick the scholar Who is the specialist in that field You Say I'm going to go with the sheikh Over the other sheikh Because this is his field He specializes in this field So you feel comfortable Choosing the scholar Who specializes in that field More so than the other But now in the case where Both of the scholars are specialists in the field. What do you do? The ulama have mentioned, in this case, you follow the position that's going to get you most closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because at the end of the day, this is what's being sought. To please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not for your desires. Some people, when matters come up, they look for the differing of opinion So they can pick the easiest one. Right? A matter a person may say, he we're not supposed to do this. So they say, Is there any other opinion of the scholars? Not to look for the truth, but to look for if there is a way out so that the person can follow his desires. Or he's looking for the rukhsa. You know, and the person who follows the concessions of the scholars, he will find himself upon a path of deviation. Always constantly looking for is there a difference of opinion or not? This is not the way to go about affairs. Rather we look for what's the, the truth of the matter? What's going to get us closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What is pleasing to Allah? What did the Prophet sallallahu alayhi This is what we're supposed to be looking for. Not looking for Well, did another scholar say something? To contradict that because you're looking to see If something's going to agree with your desires And then you use that as an excuse Well Sheikh so and so said Even though the Sheikh may not have a strong proof But you want to use the Sheikh's name as a means to indulge in something That the proof says you should not indulge in This is playing games with the religion and we should not do this We should not play games with our deen for Allah Azza wa He knows us in the hearts. So the Prophet said, whoever protects himself from the doubtful matters, Then he has freed himself as it relates to his religion. Meaning he protects his religion. أَنَّهُ يَحْفَظْ دِينَهُ بِفَصْلِهِ عَنْ مَشْتُوبِهَا بِمُفَارَقَتِهِ لَهُ So he protects his religion by separating himself from that which is unclear. He protects his religion by separating himself from that which is unclear. So he doesn't fall into it. So now let's just say it comes out later on that the matter is haram. Alhamdulillah he didn't do it. So it can never be said that he fell into something haram. He protected his He protected his deen. He protected the practice of his deen by staying away from that which is prohibited. Or as an example, there is a matter, and a group of scholars they say it's obligatory. You have to do it. Another group of scholars say it's recommended. Another group of scholars say it's merely permissible. So now, he holds the opinion that you have to do it, so he does it. As a precautionary measure. And then later on, it comes out that that was the correct position, that the matter was obligatory. His dean is protected. Because he took the safe route and he carried out the act. So now when the truth becomes clear, alhamdulillah he did what he was he did what he was supposed to do at the end. And likewise, when you have matters where some scholars say haram, some scholars say disliked, if you stay away from it, and then later on it comes out that it's haram. hamila you protected your deen. And the Muslim always have to look to protect his religion, his relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Taking the precautionary measure. This is from the deen. As Allah Jalla mentions, min inna ith. All you who believe, stay away from a lot of suspicion. For indeed some suspicion is a sin The scholars they say If you stay away from a lot of suspicion It's very hard for you to fall into some suspicion Not all suspicion is wrong Right? But Allah says stay away from a lot of it And that's the precautionary measure So that you don't fall into that few The sum of it So in our deen we take precautionary measures another example a man was married to a woman and the woman another woman came forth, forth and she informed the man that she breastfed him and she breastfed his wife which means that what? Uh, they are brother and sister from suckling so the man went to the prophet and this is his wife now you know He's been with this woman, you know, they have a, he went to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and said, Oh Messenger of Allah, this woman has come and, you know, she's saying that she breastfed me and she breastfed my wife. Looking for a way out. The Prophet commanded him, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that he should leave her. He said, how can you stay with her when she said that she breastfed the both of you? I mean, how can you stay with your wife When this woman has testified that she breastfed both of you Let's just say even if she's mistaken But the safest is to leave your wife Because the prophet said how can you stay with her And and it has been said She said it So it's better that he takes the precautionary measure And leave the woman Right? Taking the testimony of this woman Even though it was one woman Taking her testimony in this situation Then for, for him to say Well maybe she's mistaken And then he's with his sister from suckling. But the, the, the fact of the matter is That was the case The woman that she did breastfeed both of them And this is one of the few circumstances In which the testimony of one woman is accepted Because the Prophet accepted the testimony that she breastfed the, the man and his wife But the, the Shahid is when the Prophet said to him How could you stay with her And, and she said this I mean protect your deen Even though you may have doubts As to is this a fact or not Protect your religion She said it Act upon it Because this is a serious affair And of course it's not permissible for a man to be married to his sister Whether it is from blood relation Or from suckling One second The next matter of the Prophet ﷺ He said that the person has also protected himself regarding his honor and this is very important barakallah feekum because the honor of the muslim is sacred as the prophet mentioned kullu muslimin ala muslim haram wa maluhu wa every muslim is sacred to another muslim his blood property and it's honor So the honor of the Muslim is something that is sacred And it's not allowed for one to violate the honor of a Muslim And what goes under this is that it's not allowed for you to violate your own honor You don't violate the honor of another Muslim And you don't do anything that's going to cause you to violate your own honor The Muslim is commanded in Islam To preserve the honor of another Muslim And to preserve his own honor And that's first and foremost That you preserve your own honor And not leave your honor To be subjected to criticism And uh, blame And other than that The Prophet, his wife came to visit him in the masjid during Ramadan while he was making itikaf, safiyyah, so the Prophet he walked with her to escort her home. And as he was walking with her to escort her home, there were two companions who were walking on the path from amongst the Ansar. So they looked at the Prophet and they, they just walked away. So the Prophet said to them, "Ta'ala ya, bint huyye. come, come like Indeed, this is Sophia, the daughter of Huyay So they said, "Subhanallah, ya Rasulullah." They said, "Glory be to Allah. How far Allah is removed from any imperfection or messenger of Allah." Meaning by this, like we would never think nothing evil about you. Well, look at the response of the Prophet ﷺ. Inna Shaytan yajri min al-insan majrid dam. وَإِنِّي خَشِيتُ أَن في, فِي أَنفُسِكُمَا شيئا. The Prophet he said, Indeed, the Shaitan he flows through the body of the person, like the blood flows through the body. And I disliked, or I hated, or I, I feared, that he would put something into the heart, into your hearts. Meaning like, say, who's that woman the Prophet is walking with? So the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam clarified the matter as a means of protecting and preserving his own honor. And he doesn't have to do that. He's the Messenger of Allah. Allah already said, وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَى خُلُكٍ عَظيمٍ And indeed, you, O Muhammad, are upon exalted character. No one has to do anything after that. I mean, if you're praised by Allah in the Quran, Allah has. Uh, Testify to your integrity That's it This is why no one can ever speak bad about the Sahaba Radiyallahu anhu Because Allah has testified to the integrity of the Sahaba Radiyallahu anhum Allah is pleased with them And they are pleased That's a testimony to the integrity of the Sahaba So no one can come after And say something bad about the integrity of the Sahaba When Allah says He's pleased with them so, the, but, but still, even with that being said, the Prophet him he didn't have to do this. His integrity is established in the Quran. He is the one Allah chose to be the final Prophet and Messenger. Allah is not going to choose an evil man. No Prophet or Messenger was a person of evil. All the Prophets and Messengers were righteous men, and men of integrity. But Shaitan, He still whispers. So to close that door and to preserve his honor and integrity, to remove any doubts that may come, the Prophet ﷺ said, Indeed, she is Sophia, the daughter of Huyi. I mean, this is my wife. This is my wife. So this is a lesson that we as Muslims... Should be mindful not to put ourselves in doubtful situations. For whoever does something doubtful or is involved in something doubtful and then criticism comes to him, don't blame no one but yourself. Be upon that which is clear. Don't as they say, don't don't tread upon the path that's murky or unclear. Stay upon the path that's clear right? Stay away from the haram Stay away from the dislike matters And the deen And you will preserve your deen you will preserve your honor But if you keep playing around Or a person is indulging in those doubtful matters Then you're going to have people And this is just the nature of people They will talk about your honor Oh so and so he be doing such and such So and so he be indulging in such and such So now, this word is getting out about your integrity and your honor that you're not a a good person because of you indulging in such and such. And the matter may be a matter that's unclear, but still, it's the shaitan whispering to the people. And again, a person has to be concerned about his honor and about his integrity. And this is not for the fact of being known and showing off to the people, but this is for you. As a Muslim, man or a woman That you have to preserve and protect your honor and your, your integrity The Muslim honor is sacred you know, So we should never do anything that will tarnish the image of the Muslim honor This Do you understand brothers? Don't do nothing that's going to tarnish the image of the Muslim honor A Muslim should be looked at and viewed as a person who was upright a person who is, a as they say, he's a stand-up guy. They don't know you to be someone who cheats and indulges in, you know, shysty business practices. No, they know you to be a truthful person, an honest person, you're honorable. You're a person of your word. This is how the Muslim should be viewed, by Muslims and non-Muslims alike. And a part of that is staying away from those unclear matters. But when a person indulges in the unclear matters... Then this will subject a person's religion as well as the person's honor to blame. So the Prophet mentioned, haram. And whoever falls into the doubtful matters, then he has fallen into the haram. Meaning by this that Indulging in doubtful matters can lead you to falling into the haram Indulging in doubtful matters, it can lead a person to fall into that which is clearly haram It is stated, إِنَّ الْوُقُوعِ فِي y'alam وَهُوَ لَا يَعْلَمْ حَقِيقَةَ haram yufdi bihi بِهِ al-haram." That indeed falling into the doubtful matters and the person does not know the reality of the halal and the haram, this will lead that person into falling into that which is haram. in haram, haram. It is also stated that the one who falls into doubtful matters in most cases, then eventually he will fall into haram. Eventually he will fall into the haram. And the Prophet ﷺ, he gave the example Karwa Yara al Yushiku and Yarta It's like a shepherd who has a flock. And he's grazing his animals, he's feeding his animals, say on the grass, but close to that sanctuary. Rather it's upon him to stay far away from that saying. Why? Because him being close to the sh- sh- uh, sanctuary And the animals are grazing One of those animals are going to tread off Right into that sanctuary Now he's, fought, he's in a forbidden area So the best thing For the shepherd to do Take his flock far away from The prohibited area Don't go near it Like Allah, He says وَلَا تَقْرَبُ Zinah, And do not go near zina. Because when you go near that which is prohibited, the shaitan he keeps pushing, pushing and step by step by step by step by step by step until you fall into the haram and then he leaves you. He leaves you. So if a person takes the precautionary measures and stays away from the unclear Matters and those matters are clearly haram. Then he protects himself. So the Prophet sallam he gave this beautiful example, like the shepherd who is grazing with his flock near the sanctuary. He will eventually. Go into that prohibited area. And this is from the beautiful mannerisms and teachings of the Prophet. That he teaches with giving similitudes. For a similitude or giving an example, it brings the point home. And this is something that we should implement, especially when teaching our children. Don't just tell the child, don't do this, don't Sometimes you have to give them an example For the point to reach home with them Because that example will stay with them That story will stay with them This is why you find stories in the Quran True stories We're not talking about make-believe make stuff True stories Likewise, the Prophet He told stories of the people from the nations of the past This is, were lessons for the people Because these type of incidents When relayed to the people It sticks with them As an example The Prophet could have just said Indeed Allah Azza wa Jalla Forgives all sins No matter how great they are And that's it But He told the story Of the man who killed 99 people That story sticks with a person You understand? And when we think about Allah forgiving someone For committing great crimes That's one of the first things that popped in our mind The man who killed 99 people So there was a benefit in the Prophet ﷺ Relaying that incident to the people So that it can stay With the individual As a lesson and you find this throughout the Quran, and you find this throughout the Sunnah, and this is a great uh, method that we can use when teaching uh, people, especially our wives and our children, which we are responsible for. So the scholars they say that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He gave this example of the prohibitions of Allah And the prescribed limits of Allah That which is Obligatory upon us to stay far away from And not to violate and cross And here The Prophet wasallam, and other narrations Is stated that he said وَإِنَّ مَنْ يُخَالِطُ يُشِكُ عَنْ يَجْسُرًا And indeed the person who mixes with the doubtful matters He is about to embark upon that matter Or embark in that which is haram يَجْسُرْ يَعْنِي يُقْدِمْ He is going to embark upon the matter And in another word it states that the Prophet He said وَسَأَضْرِبُ لَكُمْ فِي ذَلِكَ مَثَلًا and I'm going to give you an example. And then he mentioned the example of the shepherd. The time? How much time is left? Ten minutes. 10 minutes? Oh, yeah. So the Prophet, he went on to mention. Ala wa inna li kulli hima. Indeed, for every king there's a sanctuary. Think about it. When a king is over a land, he has his palace or castle. There's an area you can't go in. There's guards there, or the are signs. Don't go beyond this area. There's a sanctuary. That's what's intended by saying a prohibited area that you're not allowed to enter. And this prohibited area is for, for as for the king, meaning one of the kings of the dunya, is for his protection. Or the protection of the land Or the protection in general And as for Allah And Allah is the king of kings There is no king greater than Allah azza Allah he owns everything So Allah also has a sanctuary But the sanctuary is not for Allah's protection It's for our protection Because Allah is not in need of protection from anyone. As Allah mentions, and Allah is not in fear of retaliation from anyone. When Allah punishes the people, that's it, they're punished. No one can retaliate against Allah. For Allah is Al Aziz, the Almighty. So the sanctuary of Allah, as the Prophet mentioned, "Ala wa inna hima Allah That indeed the sanctuary of Allah is His prohibitions. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he mentioned in his narrations on the authority of An Nawas ibn Sam'an, radiAllahu an, قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ذرب الله مثلا. Surat mustaqeeman wa ala jambatay sirat suram Fihima abwaabun mufattaha Wa ala al-abwaab suforun murkha Wa ala baba al-sirat da'in yaqul Ya ayyuhal nas Udkhulu al-sirat jami'ah وَلَا تتعرج وَدَاعٍ يدعو مِنْ فَوْقِ السِّرَاتِ فَإِذَا أَرَادَ يَفْتَحُ شَيْئًا مِنْ تِلْكَ الْأَبْوَابِ قَالَ وَيْحَكْ لَا تَفْتَحُ فَإِنَّكَ إِنْ تَفْتَحُ تَلِجْهُ وَالصِّرَاتَ الْإِسْلَامِ وَالصُورَانَ حُدُودُ اللَّهِ وَالْأَبَوَابَ الْمُفَتَّحَةِ محارم الله، وذلك الداعي على رأس السرط كتاب الله، والداعي فوق السرط واعظ الله في قَلْبِ كل مسلم. The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he mentions. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He gives an example Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He gives an example And again When Allah azza wa jal He gives examples It's a lesson It is a lesson So Allah azza wa jal Gives an example Of a straight path and then on the path There's like two walls On each side of the path And inside of these walls There are open doors But upon each door There's like a curtain Covering the open door And upon the path There is a caller That says, O people Enter into to the path, all of you And don't like deviate And then there is a corner at the head of the path that says Or oh, when the person wants to open up One of those curtains Or one of those doors The person says, woe to you, don't open it up Don't go there Because if you open it up You're going to go inside The prophet says, the path is Islam and the walls on the side are the prescribed limits of Allah. And those open doors are the prohibitions of Allah. And that caller who is at the head of the path is the book of Allah. That's the Quran. And the caller who's on top of the path, that is the the wa'idh the, the of Allah. Meaning the one who gives admonition that Allah has placed in the heart of every Muslim. Meaning Allah has placed in our hearts that voice that tells us, don't go there. Leave that alone. Fear Allah. And that's the part of the soul. al <speaking> al <in Hebrew> The self-accusing spirit that will say to you, don't do this. If you go there, why would you do that? Why did you do this? It admonishes you. It's a part of the soul that admonishes you. You have a part of the soul that inclines towards evil. You have a part of the, the part of the, the pleased soul. And then you have that self-accusing soul. That's that wa'id. That's telling you, don't do that. Also in another narration, it mentions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed for every human being an angel that commands you and encourages you to do good, and then there is a a, a, a shaitan from amongst the jinn That encourages you to do evil Everyone has this So you have the angels telling you fear Allah Go to the masjid And then you have that shaitan from amongst the jinn Who is whispering evil to you You know when he was young And the cartoons back in the days person wanna do something The angel pop up And then the devil pops up and the angel says, don't do that. And the devil says, do it. There's actually some truth to that. Not the images itself, but the fact that there is an angel that encourages you to do good, and then you have a shaitan encouraging you to do evil. The prophet spoke that that's that's a true affair. That's a true matter. And it is from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we have within the soul, a part of the soul that encourages us to do good and admonishes us, along with the angel admonishing us and directing us towards that which is good. And it is a test from Allah that each and every one of us, we have with us a jinn. And the Sahabas, when the Prophet told them this, they said, Even you, O Messenger of Allah, the Prophet said, Even me, except that Allah aided me against my jinn and made my jinn to be a Muslim. So he only commands me with that which is good. But as for the rest of us, it's not like that. It's time. InshaAllah <laughs> ta'ala, <laughs> we will stop at this point. Whatever is correct, the praise is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And whatever is incorrect, it is for myself. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta staghfiruka wa tubihim.